welcome back to the So That Got Me Thinking podcast. I am your host, Nat. I am so excited to share this podcast with you today. We've got an extremely special guest and someone that I've been trying to get on here for a a long time. Um, And her message is just so important. And if you are going through something at the moment or you need a change of mindset or you're just not sure where your place in the world is, then this podcast will offer you a lot today. Now, our guest is called Sylvia Morrison, and she is an author, speaker, humanitarian and coach. But more than that, she's the founder of an organisation called Links Across Borders. And that creates libraries and facilities and educational programmes for children in Ghana. And I am just thrilled to share this with you because Sylvia was a teacher for 30 years in the classroom and followed what she calls the calling of her heart to go and live and work and support children in Ghana. She's won numerous awards at international recognition and she believes that we tune into our intuition and we become aware of our connection with source. We can move from fear and doubt to love and trust, a state in which we take inspired action and accomplish what seems impossible. So Sylvia is just a light um, there's no better way to describe her really. She is a light in the world and a light in this conversation and I'm so thrilled to share it with you and I hope you find it as useful as I did. If you like this podcast and the message in it, please share it on social media with friends and give us a review and a like that would really help spread the message. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Hello and welcome back to another podcast episode of So That Got Me Thinking. Today I am so, so thrilled to be able to share the inspiration that is Sylvia Morrison. I'm just thrilled to have you back, Sylvia. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk with me again. Thank you very much, Natalie. I, you know, I was looking forward to this for a long time since the very first time we met. So um, I'm glad that we're together now. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, it's been a a long time since we first kind of connected and I heard about your story. So I would love for you to share some of that because I know you were an educator and a teacher for over 30 years. And then you had something that you say was the calling of your heart. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So the calling itself is was really a call to Ghana and a call to connect with children here well that's what it looked like to me to connect with children here on the ground in Ghana to provide access to resources that would enhance their education Um, I'll also say the calling was a call for me to really who I am and why I'm here on the planet, you know? And so the connecting with children who look like me and and needed access to resources, whether they felt the need or not, I saw the need. And and doing that was one of the ways that the the universe could get my attention to seeing something that was in the physical environment that I could address. But really, it was about me 
turning inward and, and asking the question of what am I here to do mm. on this earth at this time in my life? And that continues to change and evolve. And, and I am so grateful for that. And it excites and delights me every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I know I mentioned in the intro before we started talking that you are the founder of Links Across Borders, which supports libraries in rural villages, like you say in Ghana, and supporting yes. children essentially to be able to have the joy of reading and books and that level of, of, of education in that way, which thrills me. But where is that a, a process as well in terms of how you were able to do that? Because it's it sounds just so easy, Sylvia, but I can imagine <laughs> that that was not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> you turn up in Ghana, grab your library and off you go. I can't imagine it was that easy. Thank you. No, it was not that easy. Um, you know, I grew up in Jamaica mm-hmm. and growing up I always somehow thought and felt that I was an African child I would see things on TV um, you know when I would look at somebody else's TV because we didn't have a TV in my house yeah Yeah, Mm. we couldn't afford one and um, but I would sometimes see pictures you know from missionary brochures that would show up at my church or anything like that and I would, I would see African children who are hungry and are impoverished and I'm all kinds of things. But I still always felt that I am those children and they are me. And at some point in my life, I want to be there, you know? Um, and so, but that was not something that I was actively working on or actively holding in my consciousness, you know? Mm-hmm ongoing and so it was many years that dream stayed with me I think in my subconscious and I um, I grew up I my education was in Jamaica I went on to becoming a teacher and then about 10 years after I had been teaching I left and moved to Canada yeah and in Canada life was very different for me because now I'm an immigrant and what I thought was going to happen, you know, I was going to be able to get into the school system right away. I really love teaching. And I thought, you know, based on how the application process for moving to Canada was as an immigrant, I thought it would be seamless to get back into the classroom. Uh, that's another story, but life was not that easy. <laughs> and so it wasn't that easy. And with many twists and turns, Here I was at a point in my life when my marriage fell apart and I was now a single mom of two teenage children. I'd never imagined that for myself. In fact, I was a perfect girl. I'm telling you, you know, you grow up, you don't have sex before marriage, huh? Mm -hmm. That's perfect. You go to school, you get good grades, you go to church, you pray and worship to Jesus. You, you like, like, perfect. Yeah, perfect. 
And so me becoming a single mom was not possible. On the plan, yeah. At all. It couldn't be in my life. Mm -hmm. But here I was, a single mom of teenage children. And I, so that for me was a lowest point in my life. Mm -hmm. And on this day, I'm a friend of mine who was Ghanaian. I was living in Canada and she was also living in Canada. And I was visiting with her and we were just chatting about, you know, Christmas shopping and that. And I said to her, you know, I'm not Christmas shopping because my kids are teenagers and it's hard to shop for teenagers. I don't know really what they want. And I'm not particular in particularly interested in the hustle and bustle of Christmas mm -hmm. shopping. So I said, I just give money to them and they can go get themselves what they want. And they're happy about that. And, and so that conversation continued into me asking her what she was doing for Christmas. And she said to me, if she was shopping rather for Christmas, and she said to me, no, what she's doing is because she doesn't have family really in, in Canada. She was alone. And she said, but I'm, I send money home to my mother to make a Christmas party for children in my village. And I thought, that's wow. a great idea. Mm -hmm. Would it be okay if I add some money to yours to make a bigger party? And she agreed. She said yes. And so I gave her $75. She sent the money home, added it to whatever she was already sending. And that money was sent home to her mom and her mom made a party for kids. And in February the following year, I saw those pictures. And mm -hmm. I tell you, I was at this point in my life where it just seemed like, you know, my life had fallen apart. It's not the life that I had dreamed up for myself and I had up until this point, been living the perfect, well-planned life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now uh, I'm seeing the pictures of what my $75 helped to do. And it felt to me like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, It just opened my heart up and I felt worthy I felt useful I felt like I was impacting somebody else's life even though mine felt like crap you know being in service um, in some way that's right and that for me did something inside of me where I wanted more of that I just wanted more and so we we're having conversation about the kids and she then told me that many of these children are not going to school Mm. And I noticed that my energy changed. I wasn't so excited anymore. In fact, I was feeling badly that I, I was so excited about a Christmas party, but these children are not going to school. And what can you do something about that? And so as much as honestly, I was broke at that point in my mm. life, but I said to her, ask your mother to send us a list of the names of children. And we'll see what happens. I don't know what to say, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Her mom sent a list. And within a few weeks, she, she came, we were chatting, and she shared the list with me. And I picked six names from the list and decided that I would pay school fees for these children. And I started doing that. And that was in 2003. Okay. And I continued doing 
paying school fees. And then it was in 2006 that I woke up one morning and I just felt in my heart spirit saying, this is the year to go to Africa. You've always wanted to go. This is the year. And I was delighted by that idea. <laughs> Why so not? Mm-hmm. I picked up the phone. I started telling people, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that got it going because when you tell somebody you're going to do something, they have a question for you. How? Even when? if you don't know the answer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so the first question that came to me from each person that I would say to is, when are you going? Then I have to pick a date. Mm-hmm. Where in Africa? Because of course, it's not a country, it's a continent. So I had to pick a place. And <laughs> what are you going to do there? So I had to come up with something I was going a to plan, do. A plan, a very quick plan. Exactly. And that got me started. So I picked Ghana or Ghana picked me. And then I told them I'm going in May because it gave me, based on the time I was telling them the news had occurred in my heart, I thought, well, I need a few months to plan this. So I said May. May, I knew I would be, I would have my vacation time and May is my birthday month. And I just thought, yeah, that's a good month to go. Yes. I picked May and they said, what are you going to do? And I thought, well, like, what could I do? I'm going to visit my children. (laughs) That's what I told them. And the the children were the six children whose school fees I was Mm -hmm. paying for three years. And so they would ask, what are you bringing for the children? Right. And I started making a list. I started telling them I'm bringing school supplies I'm bringing clothes I'm bringing shoes I'm bringing toys and books and such so and then folks would say to me oh I could I could help you with some toys we have this my son has that that he hasn't worn I we I could I would love to buy you this or that or somebody else says oh here's twenty dollars help to buy something that you want to take you know Mm-hmm. And within a few months, I had lots of items that I wanted to take that I knew children would be happy to receive. Yeah. So that's how it got started. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept coming for six years until 2012 by myself and each year helping out in a, in a different village, uh, bringing school supplies and books, you know, whatever could fit in my suitcases and helping out with different schools and supporting children with their school fees. And in 2012, something else happened. I was in a conversation with community members in one of the villages that I was in. And in that conversation, I heard myself say to them, I'm going to build a library in this village next year. <laughs> oh my God. Did you think, what am I doing? What am I saying? What am I saying? What am I saying? <laughs> because I, I don't know. I, I've never built a building in my life before. Yes, I've lived, I've lived in houses, but I've never built one. I don't know what it takes. <laughs> but I will find out. Yes, I will find out. And so 
I announced it and they just erupted in celebration. And I'm like, oh my oh, no. gosh. <laughs> if I don't get this done, I'm in trouble. Because they believe, they believe in, in you. That's right. With every cell in their body. They believe this. So you better believe it, Sylvia. And so my word is my honor. If I say I'm going to do it, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And so I started in my mind and in my heart, I started planning. And I started asking, spirit, show me the way. Because you just took over my mouth and said something yeah. that we had not discussed. <laughs> this was not on the plan, spirit. It was not. <laughs> Give me a heads up before you say these things next time. I need some preparation time. Exactly. And so I said it and now I have to do it. And do you know, and this is why, you know, I say to folks, the thing that is there for you to do comes to you in your heart. Yeah. Not in your head so much. Mm. In your heart. And when that thing comes to your heart, notice what it does in your body. And if you mm. feel the electricity of it, the energy of it, the mm. enlivening that it brings you in your body, don't second guess it. Don't yeah, second guess it. it. Mm -hmm. Just say yes. Say yes to it. Even it's if it's built in a library. Sylvia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Even if, and if you've never done it before, and if you have no clue how it is going to happen, say yes to it because the idea came to you from spirit and therefore the path to creating it whatever it will take to make it happen is also there in the same place where the idea came from source so at that time i, I just leaned into the idea and the delight of completing a library and seeing how children would be excited and seeing hundreds or thousands of books on library shelves. I, I was excited by that. That must have been the most, I just can't even imagine the feeling of you've been, you've said, you've pushed this into, into being essentially your thoughts have created this thing. Yes. And it's kind of that, that, you know, you see it, you believe it so much that it will happen. It's got no choice. And there yes. you are in Ghana with the first library, with all the village behind you. That must've been this most surreal feeling ever, Sylvie. I tell you it, that I've not had anything like that mm. since. Because, yeah. yes, I've built, to date, we've completed eight libraries. Wow. Yes, eight libraries. We have brought over 200 volunteers to Ghana, whose lives have been transformed as they engage with us on each library project. I tell you, the, what happened to me in that first project of building the library yeah, it's, it's 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 a memory of a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, we spirit orchestrated the whole thing in a way that was mind blowing. It mm -hmm. was an out of body experience. In fact, the opening ceremony was on my birthday. Of course, it was. So <laughs> well, <it> was <laughs> on my birthday. Could you get? That's right. I'm um, ready for this to become a film, though. I'm waiting at some point for the film. Oh, yes. 
I interrupted your story. I apologize. I love that idea. Let's make it happen. I think spirit yes. should put it into, you know, into the universe. Yes. And we should make that happen. Yes, it would be amazing. In fact, I just started writing a children's book series. Amazing. Yes, about that. <laughs> I'm so glad. That was yes. my next question. Do, have, have you written any books to go into this library? Because I think they would be, that would yes. be the icing or the cherry on top of the cake. Absolutely. And so, in fact, the, the book idea um, came last year as I was in a mastermind and um, a talk mastermind and I, we were, and I was giving my talk mm -hmm. and somebody heard after I spoke and somebody said to me, that sounds like a children's book series. And I said, oh my God, because I've had the idea in my heart for a while, mm -hmm. but I, be, I was afraid. <laughs> That's, I can see why. I was afraid. And then when this person said it, I just knew. It was time. It's time. And and so I said yes to it. And so it's it's actually in its, it's the manuscript is in its second draft and off to the editor and do, it's happening. <laughs> when, when are these books coming out, Sylvia? So this one will be, we're looking at publishing in a few months or in next year by next by next year august this will be published wow yes this yes. is so so exciting i i give thanks for this life you know, I know. yes i give thanks for this life so throughout my life now i take inspired action mm -hmm. i just i follow i tune in i lean into my intuition and when it tells me, which is my God voice, which is the ideas that come to my heart or the insights that come to my heart. Yes. And even when it scares me and even when I don't know how I'm going to do something, I say yes to it. And I take the first action that I can take. Um, it is, I must say, honestly, there are times when I'm too afraid and I don't take the action single idea but the ones that I've taken action on have all turned oh, out beautifully and so I I encourage those who I work with and in my talks and when I coach folks I say what is the idea that brings you so much life that you can hardly wait to do it and probably it even scares you Yes. Yes, it scares you, but you, but you also, know. you know, you just feel. Can I ask you a question, Sylvia? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. When, so when our listeners, are here, so this is so, so inspirational speaking to you as always, and I always get really excited to talk to you, and then I'll get really excited when I'm talking to you. But <laughs> there's lots of times when we know we want to make a change and we feel a bit stuck and we yes. really want to listen to our heart and we really yes. want to turn inward like you mentioned at the beginning mm -hmm. is there a way that you would tell people to do that is there a way that you would explain to people to really connect with with that part like you were just talking about yes. about bringing you what you like have you got any tips I suppose for anybody listening yes I want to remind folks this is something for us to remember 
to know and to remember. Each one of us on this planet was brought here to do something specific and it evolves over time. And whatever that thing is in the time that it comes to you, I want us to think when the idea comes to you, this is something that the creator of the whole universe, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. that entity, that big energy wants to manifest in the earth. Yeah. If it is an idea for you to become a dancer, that is what this energy wants to do through you. Your mm -hmm. kind of dance, no one else does it the way you will do it. And so spirit wants to do it through you. You remember that. If it says to you to become an author, to write a poem, to write a book, this is your kind of writing that spirit wants to have happen in the world. And certain people are only going to gravitate to the way you have written this story. Yeah. When we remember, first of all, that this is what spirit wants to do in the world and wants to do it through my body, through your body, yeah. whose heart the idea came into. Then you lean into it and you get quiet and you say yes. Mm. You acknowledge that, yes, I feel afraid. And you say, yes, I believe that this is possible. You tune into the excitement and the delight of it, what it would feel like for you with this thing accomplished. Hmm? Yes. When you, when you allow yourself to feel mm. the thing accomplished, not how, don't ask how, don't start thinking Never. how. <laughs> the how scares you off. Mm -hmm. I know it because some of the things that I have not moved on is because I got scared trying to plan the how. Don't. Yeah. Don't ask how right away. Don't think how. Think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Get excited about it. And what happens is you now begin to vibrate in that energy of the thing accomplished. Yeah. It's a pretty special place, yeah. Yes. You mm -hmm. are now excited. It, it is done, really. In fact, your cells, your subconscious, now believes it is done. It's done. You're enjoying the accomplishment of that. And what I do on an ongoing basis is I bring myself into a place of silence in meditation and meditation doesn't mean you have to sit cross-legged in lotus position all the time you don't have to a lot of my meditation happens in my kitchen washing dishes i actually like washing dishes by hand and a lot of times i'm meditating as i'm doing that i also meditate as i'm walking out in nature or I just go out in my yard, take your shoes off, take your shoes off. Whoever is listening, take your shoes off, go out in your yard, 
and for a few minutes, just stand there. I hope you have dirt. Stand on the dirt, stand on the grass, and if you don't, just stand in your yard and breathe. And know that the mountains, the hills, the trees, the earth you're standing on was created by and thought alone. Mm. Yes. Oh, Sylvia, I love speaking <laughs> to you. It's always so powerful. But I can feel it when you're talking about it. I'm like, yes, I could just feel the power within it. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, you know, when we turn, when we turn our sights inward mm. and we really just, you know, the magnificence of who we are doesn't show on the outside, but when we turn inward and really just allow ourselves to feel our connection with source, we know that we are capable of accomplishing much. And accomplishing much doesn't always mean you are building big monuments in the world or you have come up with some amazing, innovative idea that everyone can see. Sometimes it is the change that you are making in yourself as well. It is in you becoming a new person and noticing that each day I am becoming new. I am becoming more loving towards myself. I am more compassionate with myself. Mm -hmm. I don't talk mean to myself and judge myself so much. I give myself some gratitude actually. Yes. I am grateful, grateful for, for me. me. Mm grateful that I am good to I, I'm grateful that I, I I sweep my own floor and keep my room clean I'm yeah. grateful that I made myself breakfast I am grateful that you know for the things for the little things yeah and when we are in this state of gratitude like right now I'm looking through the window and I can notice that a new red flower bloomed for me this morning I can see it mm. through my window and I don't just see it as another hibiscus flower no this is a new one even if I've seen many before thank you for this beautiful brand new hibiscus flower that came out from my pleasure today it's so true yes and when we're thinking about you know, being grateful for ourselves. Yes. Is there a point in your life up until now when you, if you think about, thank you for doing that for me, like your younger self? Yes. Got, I'm so glad I did that or you mm. took that risk. Is there any mm. one thing, Sylvia, where you think, God, I'm grateful that I did that, that I took that risk or I did that thing? Is mm -hmm. there any one one point for you? Uh, yes. Well, one of, one of the points One of is many. many. <laughs> One of them was when I gave that $75 to yeah. my friend because truly that $75 was a lot of money for me because mm. I didn't have money. Yeah. Yes. So I'm glad I did that. Something else I'm glad that I did was that when I came 
to Ghana the first time. I didn't just stay in a hotel somewhere and, you know, go out and have the tourist experiences of Ghana. But I, I met someone on the flight when I was coming. And when I told her why, because folks always ask, why are you going? Mm-hmm. And she asked me and I told her why I was coming. I was coming to be with, to, to see my children and bring them stuff. And she gave me her phone number. She said, thank you so much for loving our children. She was a Ghanaian woman who mm-hmm. was living in Germany at the time and was coming home to visit. And she gave me her phone number and she said, if you need a place to stay, here is my number, call me and I will have you come to my house. And so two days in the hotel, the third day I called her and I said, Gina, I need a place to stay. (laughs) Just like that. Now, that was a risk I was taking. I didn't know Gina except from our flights. Um, But what that did was, I got to experience Ghana in a different way Mm -hmm. in the village, in various villages. That first month I spent in about three or four different villages with different families that I had never met before. And each year that I came back, I did that with different families in different communities. Why? Am I saying I'm grateful that I did that? Because that helped me to build relationships with communities and individuals in a way that was more authentic, where we could really learn about each other's humanity, where we are standing on the same ground. The earth, yes but we are seeing where we have common interest, where we have common needs and where we struggle and where we accomplish. We are the same. The oneness of us all. Thank you. Very well put. That's Mm -hmm. what I experienced because of saying yes to traveling out into these communities and just being with people and not and nobody knew oh she is a teacher and she is a consultant and she travels the world doing this or that nobody knew that in fact i would just be there i'm wearing a little piece of cloth around my body trying to look like i'm from the village that i'm in and everybody's asking are you so and so's sister <laughs> uh, you know so Yes. So being with people, take the risk of being with people. I'm grateful for that. And that's something I do ongoing. And so because of that, and because of what that did for me, at this point in time where I am, one of the things I did when I decided to pack up and move to Ghana, I decided I would build a home here, but not only a home for me. I would also build it in a way that I provide accommodations for folks who would love to go to Ghana, but they are not as risque as I am, (laughs) or 
<laughs> or as naive as I am, or as ignorant, <laughs> you know, whatever the word is that they would use to describe that kind of thing. And I don't expect everybody to do that either, what I did. But so I've created a, a midway point where you come, you visit with links across borders, or you visit with Sylvia, the, the coach, if that's what we're doing. And you live here in this village, in this house that I've built, because there's accommodations here for you. It's not the hotel, and it's not exactly the taking off and living with families that you've never met before. Yeah. And you would feel like, okay, at least I know I'm going to be in this home with this person, and she is going to help me navigate this or that, this path, whatever this path is that I am leaning towards, I have some support to navigate that, you know? And so because I believe in our, yes, our oneness, and I believe that we, in connection, that we all, all of us human beings, we, we need connection and we desire it. And sometimes we do not seek or, or go after it because of how we've been socialized mm -hmm. and because there is so much fear in our world. And of course, as humans, we want to survive. Mm -hmm. And so we protect ourselves in many ways, but sometimes we're protecting ourselves from that which we really need. Really need. Yeah. Yes. And so that's one of the things that can happen here for folks. And I'm grateful to myself for doing yes. that. The connector. That's what you're yes. like, Sylvia, the connector of everything. I, I, love could, I could speak to you all day, Sylvia. I know you're incredibly busy running all of your projects. But <laughs> my final, final question then to you. Is yes. there any advice you would give to someone who's listening now and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, Sylvia, I'm so inspired by what you've said and is there any anything you would kind of anything you would say to them I know you've covered a lot mm -hmm. today and I'm very grateful but is there anything you could kind of say to them mm -hmm. yes I would say whatever the thing is that well before we talk about the thing that you you who are inspired in this moment and you're thinking gosh I wish there what, what can I do yeah I want you to first of all remember that you being here, you are a gift. A gift to your family, a gift to your community, a gift to our world. And you are here to express the magnificence and brilliance and love and joy of the one who created you. Mm. That's what you're here to do in, in the way that only you can do it. If you are a cook, if you're somebody who loves to cook, you cook meals, the same ingredients that someone else will cook, but you know this about yourself, that you cook it in a way that when people eat it, they just want to smack their lips and their fingers <laughs> and like it's just because your cooking is the best they have 
experience. There's something special about it. The point I'm making is you are very special and unique to this world. And so know that. And regardless of what you're going through, know this also, that whatever that is, it is here for your growth and for your expansion. So say yes and say thank you that I'm here and ask what is it here to teach me? And know this, that you are being held and cared for, even though it feels hard. I can say this because I have been there. There are times when I have been so frightened and so worried that this thing that's happening right now feels like it's going to kill me. Mm. But I'm here. I'm here. And so I want us to know this, that we live in a universe that is always conspiring for our good. And sometimes the path to the good or the good which is even present around us, we might not see it because we are focusing on what is hard mm. and how hard it is. So I want to suggest to folks, change your focus and start just asking the question, where is the good in this? What is the good in this? And you will find it. It is there. Oh, Sylvia, thank you so, so much. That's so wise. I'm, I've written that down. I can ask myself that question after you after this conversation. Where can yes. people find out more about you and about links across borders? Where's the best place to find out more about you? Um, because Facebook is so easy, I would say just find our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Sylvia Morrison is on Facebook and, and Links Across Borders is also on Facebook. I also have my website of the same name, sylviamorrison.com. Amazing. I will put the links to all of those in the notes from this podcast. So anybody who wants to find out more about Sylvia's work, about links across borders and how you can support, help, volunteer, go to Ghana, who knows what it may be. Please, please do get in touch. Um, Sylvia, once again, I'm just so grateful for your time and your wisdom. Um, thank you so much. Thank you very, very much, Natalie. Uh, this is great. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. Me too. Thank you, Sylvia. Yeah. Blessings.